Hi, this is Charlene, your host for Soul Sciences, the place where your inner experience meets outer exploration, or your inner exploration meets outer experience. Thanks for joining today's program of Soul Sciences. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Sharon. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. And you and I were just sharing um, some information about how to age properly. Would you give our listeners the name of your website, please, and some of the gems you've discovered? Okay. Well, it's uh, the website is called waytoage.com with a two, W-A-Y, number two, age.com. And... uh, it has uh, a number of items. Uh, one of the items on the menu is uh, 15 ways to reduce aging. And it, it goes through and gives a list of how to stay mentally fit and physically fit through exercises and so forth. And it's something that I wrote up to, after thinking about it primarily for myself and things that I had gotten from ideas from different places and, and so forth. And so then I use those to uh, remind myself of things that I can do. And and, uh, some of them, you know, relate more to uh, me and my situation than others. But uh, I've seen, noticed that the site is growing more and more popular lately. I I think it may be because the uh, boomers are starting to uh, get up in that age range and uh, that that kind of thing. I, I'm, I was born in 1943, so I'm a member of what they call the silent generation. Oh. And <laughs> anyway, that, that, that gets me, you know, up there a little bit. I just recently turned uh, 77. So yeah, that, every year I feel I'm adding up. Yeah, we do feel a difference. I, I know myself, mm-hmm. I find that my very sharp mind that was normally completely yeah. crystal clear, I have to slow down and pay a lot more attention because I make little mistakes yeah. in everyday living. And also my physicality, which I've always uh-huh. relied on. I've always been very strong and healthy. Um, yeah. And I love to move, but I notice uh-huh. I need to slow down again in my mind and let my mind and body come together a bit more yeah. before I make that action take place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to do. I think I think it's important, and I I have a tendency to spend uh, too much time, I I think anyway, sitting at a screen and working on building a website or reading a new book that uh, I came out or uh, for my birthday. <laughs> people, I thought, man, these people know I like to read. I got <laughs> five new books given to me for my birthday, so that'll keep me keep me busy for the 
But I do make it, so I have to make a conscious effort to do physical exercise, and I do try to do that. I have some routines that I do. That's good. Sometimes I really don't want to do them, but I just say, hey, I am going to do it. I'll do it. It won't take that long. It'll be over and done with, and then I can get on with the rest of my day feeling good. So anyway. Well, that's great. You're, yeah, you were saying you do push-ups still and yeah, sit-ups uh, and... Yeah, yeah. I do uh, push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, or what we used to call deep knee bends, and uh, they're to exercise my upper body with the push-ups and my core uh, with the sit-ups and my uh, legs, my lower body with the squats, and I try to try to do those those three things. I, I watch my diet uh, pretty carefully, and uh, anyway, I I think all of the, all of those things can help, and I think having a good mental attitude too is the saying. You know, it's hard to stay focused. I think of things that I used to do. I look at, back at some of the things that I used to classes I used to teach, or I, I printed out a copy of my. Uh, doctoral dissertation and it was a pdf file i got that and found out wow i wrote that thing that's amazing what i did <laughs> that i did that thing all the research and getting it approved and all of that all of that kind of thing it's just how, how did i do that i can't i can't imagine doing something like that now but it's fun i'm still enjoying life every day i live it up and that's part of the fun and that's nice too it is. That's, I think, as you get older, that's probably one of the big themes is remembering how to have fun and be silly yeah. about it as much as possible. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, you ski, right, down there in Boise? You ski? I, yeah, I do. I, I ski. That's a, a fun thing to do. And uh, I've got a couple of grandchildren now. And uh, my son, he lives in Washington wow. and uh, near Mount Baker. And uh, he and his children... Uh, ski up at Mount Baker, and uh, he has a, a son named Asa, and a daughter, and he has a daughter named Sahaley. His name is Nick, and uh, they ski up there, and uh, Sahaley, I w went up there and skied with them. Uh, I guess I've done it twice now, and uh, so it, it's fun. I got to teach uh, Sahaley a little bit about about skiing, and, and that was neat. She remembers that it, uh, Grandpa Chuckus, what they call me, uh, taught me how to ski. I didn't really teach her how to ski, but she was on top of uh, of a slope that was really intimidating to her, and she was kind of afraid to go down it. And I said, "Look, so Haley, you don't have to go straight down it. You can ski across it in a sort of downward angle, and then you turn and you ski it in the opposite direction, and then you turn it and you go back in the first." direction across kind of across the, the slope and dig the upper edges of your skis in as you're doing that kind of thing and so uh, uh, well we did it together and and uh, I think she learned got a lot from that because that's a basic kind of principle of, sure. of skiing is you don't just shush down <laughs> down a really steep uh, embankment like that and so that was that was that was a lot of fun. She remembers Grandpa Chuck taught me how to ski, which is it's pretty neat. But it's interesting to watch them them grow and keep in touch with them and all. So oh, anyway, absolutely. that's pretty neat. Absolutely.
Now, as a former prof at university uh -huh. and as present day um, professor emeritus, and I work uh -huh. at Boise State, still keeping my fingers in, into whatever's going on, how do you feel about the way that universities are going in terms of whether we can have open dialogue or whether the dialogue is now prohibited? Uh -huh. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, to be honest, I haven't really quite kept up with it, but I think that one of the things that I used to teach writing classes was that uh, I used to teach, a lot of people would think that teaching writing involved mainly uh, teaching about sentences and where to put your commas and, uh, and that sort of thing. But actually, when you, when even on the, some of the lower levels, and you can see that, I hope, in uh, this one website called uh, Pawa.org, Paradigm Online Writing Assistant, and it has a couple of different, uh, some different categories. One is writing in order to solve problems. And uh, it talks about, you know, dealing with cognitive dissonance and uh, doing research to figure out solutions to your problems, defining problems, and, uh, and solving, solving problems as you work your way through them. And you can use your writing process to do that, uh, that kind of thing. Another one is on argumentation. And it goes back and talks about classical arguments and Aristotle and his th thoughts about arguing and argumentative appeals, appealing to uh, emotions, appealing to uh, reason and, and different ways of, of using those, dealing with opposition arguments, understanding, acknowledging your opposition and uh, uh, looking at their points of view and deciding uh, honestly what you can agree with and what you can disagree agree with and refuting arguments that you disagree with and confirming arguments that you uh, that you agree with how to uh, use evidence actual evidence to support your arguments and appeal to uh, emotions when it's appropriate and you know we sometimes say well that's not logical well things have to be logical, but they also have an emotional composition as part of the argument can be emotional appeals, I guess, and so forth. So anyway, uh, that, that sort of thing. And uh, I think that teaching writing was a way, as I would teach writing, I would think that would help me uh, work my way through problems. And I think when I look at our situation that we're in as a country right now, one of the things I find, whether you're looking at the media uh, from the right and sometimes from the left even. Uh, I tend to be a little bit left in my persuasions, but uh, I think that I find a lot of times that it's a lot of uh, name calling that goes, goes on and oversimplification of complex issues that we, that we have to deal with to some extent on, on, both, on both sides. And I think what we really need is just a more thoughtful, balanced uh, discussion. And that was partly what I was trying to get at in teaching writing. It was also teaching teaching thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kind of kind of go together. And uh, so anyway, I, I guess that would be kind of my reflection on the situation. And I just really wish that the country as a whole could uh, have more thoughtful balanced discussions, deal with complexities of, uh, of the issues as they arrive. 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that that would be so it, I think. Well, that certainly sounds like going to the microcosm in a sense. You're you're fostering. Mm -hmm. It's fostering what you've taught for those many years, helping people to articulate mm -hmm. their thinking process more reasonably rather than yeah. right and so more clearly. And, uh -huh. and we do live in uh, a great time of babble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on, on all sides, from every level, it seems to yeah. me. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And I agree with you 100% that not just in the U.S., but as a planet, we need to have more clear dialogue, more clear discussion, and more clear tolerance of opposing points of view. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. a really important thing that was taught, I think, in a lot of English classes, certainly in yours and in other classes that I'm attending. So what would you say about um, the internet and how it has impacted teaching media? You mentioned that you have websites up and you're able to put that out yeah. in cyberspace that will be there forever, uh -huh. which is really lovely to think about, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I, I tried to get, you know, basically I would say that I tried to use the internet to get those messages out there. I talked about this website, Way to Age, and uh, then there's this other one called... Uh, powa.org, P-O-W-A.org, if you want to want to visit it. And uh, it has, it, it talks about a lot of those kinds of ideas that I've just been talking about, about to you. And it, it tries to put them out there in a way that uh, is accessible, I guess, and is something that can be used. It's a pretty, that's the, the most popular uh, website that, that I have. You can keep track of Who's a, how many people are on the site and where they're coming from and get all those statistics from good old Google. And uh, yeah, and uh, it gets uh, visitors from all over the world, really. So they're not just, you know, from from this country. And I, I think that it, it gets the message out. Uh, at one time, I had a, a colleague who took some time. Uh, she had an opportunity to teach abroad in uh, China. And... Uh, she found that my website had been banned in China. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she took some steps to get permission to, to use it because she wanted to have she wanted her students to have access to that website. And so that was that was kind of interesting. I don't think it's banned there anymore. But uh, it was it was kind of fun. I think yeah, there's a, there's about a, it. Yeah, yeah, having a little infamy like that, even into your old age. Yeah. I guess uh, we don't want people thinking, you know, that kind of Yeah, thing. I was dangerous. I got people thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, and, and then I uh, have a website called Poetry Express that gets a lot of traffic, uh, too. And that's about uh, some different ways of uh, writing poems and sharing them. It offers opportunities to share people. And one, well, I just, one thing that I just added to the site recently is uh, a little section about... Uh, uh, how to uh, create some sharing of your poems in this time where you're not maybe meeting. I did that on the Paradigm site also, but it's, uh, it uses uh, Zoom uh, to say, well, you create a meeting on Zoom, mm -hmm. and then you tell your students to go sign in to the meeting, and you can do like kind of like what we're doing, except you can have a right now, but you'd have a whole, a whole class in there uh, sharing their ideas and talking about their about their writing and, and that sort of thing. So I'm trying to make it uh, accessible. And so that's, I find the web to be very uh, 
interesting. It's like a lot of things. It has its upside and its downside, too, and I can see a lot of reasons to complain about it and, uh, uh, you know, find a flaws in it, but a lot of things in life are kind of uh, kind of like that, I think. So, oh, I anyway. agree totally. It's where you look. It's where you put your eyes, right? That's what yeah. Uh -huh. about, where you focus. Yeah. So what do you think that this COVID and everybody doing classes on online and Zooming mm -hmm. and having that impact will have on the bricks and mortar buildings the way people are talking about work being driven all yeah these campuses are so beautiful what yeah are they are. well i i think something huge will be lost in in doing it all online i i think and because uh, they, they are beautiful buildings so there's something about just the physical presence of being in a room with these actual people it's but there are advantages too, I, su I suppose, and it would be nice if we can find ways to get those classes and the, keep the buildings in use and get the students uh, back on campus, as as you say. But uh, it, it's also nice to have have the take advantages of the strengths of the internet to use them in uh, whatever thoughtful, uh, serious ways. The, the internet can. Uh, be used, I think, and often is to trivialize and oversimplify and uh, mm. shout and you know thumbs up and thumbs down and all that kind of stuff, but w without really whatever thinking and analyzing and uh, taking an in-depth look at, at what's really going on. I think, think and, and also the personal relationships that you develop when you're in a classroom with people. There's something just about that physical presence that you really feel the human element uh, of it more than you can online. You feel it in a different way, and I'm not knocking the, the online component. I think it can be a really important, and one of the things I did before I uh, left teaching before I retired was I was uh, teaching some classes online. I, I, I thought it was interesting and fun and uh, a different way of relating and conveying information out there, and I got invited <laughs> off to China one time. Where <laughs> they have you banned? <laughs> yeah, a conference to give deliver a presentation on teaching writing online and stuff like that. It's, it's been fun. I, I I take it obviously. I've got these websites, so I like it, and I'm not knocking online teaching and learning. I think they're great, but I think that the other part of learning, the actual physical campus, and that. The, I think that's a really important component of it, too. So it'd be nice to find a way to meld those two together, maybe yeah. uh, socially distancing and on the campus for a while. Maybe they'll get a vaccine for COVID-19 or not. But in the meantime, we got to find ways of balancing the online and the actual physical presences of people to, to make a real effort to get people into classrooms, I think, would be nice. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think taking the best of both. Mm -hmm. Oh, this has been a wonderful conversation and short and sweet because they're all short and sweet on SharePoint. Okay. But uh -huh. I'm so grateful you've spent time with us. Will you come back another time? I would love to. Yeah, thanks. And I, hey, thank you for uh, for doing this. That's really, uh, really nice for me. It's nice to see you. I appreciate the opportunity to get out there. And Great to see you and great to hear about all of your wonderful websites and your historical mm -hmm. history.
interesting to give thoughts about painting. Uh-huh. So bye. Okay. Bye for now, Chuck. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. That's it. That's all for today. Many thanks to Kevin McLeod for that lovely music, Carefree. And many thanks to all of you who make these podcasts possible. Remember, take good care of each other. Bye for now. Thank you.